I'm Kim Grinnells at Dogman.com with Chris Fetters. It's about 12.35 on Sunday. Washington has been uh, offered a spot in the Fiesta Bowl, which will be played on December 30th down in Glendale, Arizona, at the new stadium down there. So Fiesta Bowl, if you would have told me this uh, yesterday or the day before that there was a possibility, I would have rolled my eyes. But uh, nice bowl game for Washington. Yeah, I mean, obviously – we won't know the exact reasons why, but obviously there's a lot of speculation out there that um, the playoff committee, who is the one who sets these New Year's Six Bowls, the Bulls don't get to decide. It's the committee who not only decides the playoff teams, the four playoff teams, but they also decide the other eight teams that go into the New Year's Six games, the, 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 the total of six games. So um, clearly they probably thought that they didn't want to put Ohio State back in the desert again, especially after what happened to him last year, getting shut out uh, by Clemson. And, you know, bottom line is you've got two very, very good traditional Big Ten Pac-12 matchups in in the Cotton Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. So in some ways, it's kind of worked out the way that I think a lot of Washington fans would have liked. You know, you're playing a traditional Big Ten team. You're playing them on the West Coast. Um, yeah, it's not the Rose Bowl, but it's not far off. No, you know, as of yesterday, I would have said the best chance was going to be the uh, Alamo Bowl uh, with an outside shot at the Holiday Bowl. Sounds like the Alamo Bowl was really torn between Stanford and Washington. And uh, as it turns out, uh, Stanford and TCU will be in the Alamo Bowl. But this morning, um, it started sounding more like the Cotton Bowl is what my sources were telling me, that it started to sound like that. And then it sounded at that point in time that it would be the Cotton Bowl with um, Ohio, against Ohio State. That's what I was hearing at about 10, 1030. Uh, we've got a really good source down at USC. When I started hearing the Fiesta Bowl, that source told me that the Fiesta Bowl had already told USC, hey, we want you there. We They wanted USC is what I was told. Um, and I told him, well, I'm here and possibly Fiesta Bowl. And he just said, no way. He wanted to bet me 100 bucks, But uh, I didn't take the bet. But uh, then when we got closer to 12 o'clock, the Fiesta Bowl began to be more and more of a possibility. And against Penn State, yeah, that's going to be a good game. Well, it starts to really make sense if you put the pieces together. I mean, yeah, there's no doubt the Fiesta Bowl would want USC. But if the committee was going to put USC and Ohio State together, because the other option was USC and Penn State, they weren't going to do that. They already did that last year in the Rose Bowl. They weren't going to do that again. So if they wanted USC and Ohio State, they would have had to put Ohio State back in Glendale. And clearly... They didn't want to do that if, if, if at all they could help it. And by moving it to Dallas, moving it to the AT&T Stadium where the Cowboys play and playing Ohio State, now you have this traditional old-school rivalry and you're doing it at a venue that the Ohio State fans aren't going to be pissed off about. Now the USC fans are going to be a little annoyed, but flying from L.A. to Dallas is no big deal. So, um, yeah. you know, they're, they're going to be inconvenienced a little bit. But the bottom line is, USC, they, I think unfairly, they've kind of had to get used to being inconvenienced this entire season. I mean, not having a bye week until after the season was over. Um, you know, obviously getting pounded by the committee for that loss at Notre Dame really, really hurt them. So, 
in some ways they hurt themselves, but the, the, the conference certainly did them no favors. Well, the top of the bowls, you know, boy, a lot of intriguing matchup. And, you know, the Pac-12 games sure seem intriguing with Washington against Penn State, USC against um, uh, Ohio State, Washington State against Michigan State. Uh, We're hearing Oregon possibly down in the Las Vegas Bowl against Ohio State, Stanford. Not Ohio State, Kim. Boise State. Boise State, I'm sorry. And then um, uh, Arizona State against, is it North Carolina State possibly? Um, I, haven't, and, I haven't looked. I haven't had a chance to look at the other bowls. I mean, I've been kind of focused on the, the New Year's Six Bowls. But, yeah, I mean. The Stanford-TCU game should be good as well. Absolutely. No, no, that might be arguably one of the best games, you know, right at the top tier that aren't in the New Year's Six. So um, there's no doubt that if – um, you know, with TCU and Stanford both losing, that was certainly going to be a possibility. And there's no doubt that, you know, TCU got punished by playing in the Big 12 championship game by the committee, which is a whole different story. But you, they didn't want to punish them even further by taking them outside of Texas. So having them play in San Antonio was a good um, kind of, you know, a good thing for the committee to be able or not the committee, but it was a good uh, way for them to still get uh, rewarded by playing a really good season, and but at the same time, you have to kind of admit that they got a little. They got I don't know if they got shafted, but they certainly um, didn't get rewarded like you would have thought the committee would have rewarded them. Larry Scott deserved to be ripped for any of this. Absolutely, absolutely. When you have your Pac-12 champion whose losses were on the road to two top 16 teams. And, and, and I'm saying USC bears some responsibility. There's no doubt. They still play the games. They still control their destiny. But when they are hamstrung by a, by a conference, by their own conference, and they make them play a Friday night game on the road after having played a Saturday night game on the road, and then they have to play a top 16 team on top of that, um, yeah, and then they don't even get a buy until the end of the year. I mean, it's it's unconscionable what the Pac-12 did to arguably their most valuable asset. I mean, I know a lot of Washington fans aren't going to like hearing that, but the reality <clears> is USC has been the most valuable asset in the Pac-12 for decades. And, and the just, problem I have with the problem I have with Larry Scott, he doesn't seem to fight or be an advocate of the conference. He seems to be an advocate and fight for Larry Scott. I mean, have you ever heard him a little bit angry, a little bit upset, a little bit pissed off at the way this stuff is going? No. Hearing him hearing him defend USC and saying they should be in consideration with Alabama and all this stuff, you know, during the during the Pac-12 title game was pretty rich considering he hadn't done any of that all year long. And his apparent idea of health and vitality in a in, in the football aspect of the Pac-12 conference is to have everybody good instead of defending their top, top assets, which this year would have been Washington, Washington State, and USC. All three of those teams lost on Friday night games on the road. And they've already yeah. started to rectify some of that with the 2018 schedule coming out. But it's so reactionary. I mean, you, you basically pissed away the entire 2017 season so that they could figure out how to get it right next year. And that's, for a guy who's making $4 million a year, that's just unacceptable. It's all about Larry. 
<laughs> I mean, well, I and, know, and like, yeah, Kim, I don't, I, I'm not going to go into the personal aspect. I don't know if it's all about Larry. I just don't think that he has been proactive enough in this stuff to kind of understand the nuances and really fight for his conference and and well, understand uh, that this is how other conferences do it. Look at how the SEC is doing it. They're not playing nine conference games. They essentially get a bye week near the end of their seasons. If, well, if I think they you, aren't willing I think to you do hit the same na- things, then the, what's the point? I think you hit the nail on the head when you talk about reactionary versus proactive. And, you know, I think that Larry and the conference seem to deal with stuff as it comes at them and react to things instead of being proactive and thinking ahead. And at $4 million a year, you expect a guy to be a little bit more proactive. Hell, he has, still hasn't even got the direct TV deal done. And by the way, if you want to email his boss, Anna Marie Koss, Koss at uw.edu, C-A-U-C-E at uw.edu. He answers to the presidents. He does not answer to the athletic directors. And, you know, if you want to make your voice be heard on, you know, not just on Washington, you know, and I think that there's a lot with Washington that he's done wrong. But, you know, just being an advocate for the for the conference, shoot Anna Marie Koss an email. That's his boss. Well, the other thing, too, is, I mean, you look at the 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 top two bowl tie-ins for the Pac-12 that aren't related to the New Year's Six games. Right. You're looking at the Alamo Bowl. You're looking at the Holiday Bowl. Guess what? They're being played at the exact same time. Ridiculous. I mean, we're talking about just basic details. Just basics. 101 type stuff. Absolutely. It's just unacceptable in every in, in every way, shape, and form. And if you ask them about that, they'll have an excuse. They won't say this is unacceptable. We need to address this. We can't have this. I mean, you won't hear that type of stuff out of the conference, but you know, um, you know, getting back to the bowl game situation, I just think that this Washington-Penn State matchup, I think there's going to be a lot of Washington fans. And Penn State, Penn State travels, and they have an outstanding alumni base. It's going to be a lot of Penn State. It's going to be a nice, cool atmosphere down in the stadium for this. Oh, I would hope so. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> of course, as soon as the uh, the announcement came out that it was going to be the Fiesta Bowl, you know, everybody, you know, that, that, that covers college football had their own little tweet about Chris Peterson and the, and the, and the Fiesta Bowl. Like he, he doesn't have any history in that, in that bowl game, does he? I have to go back and check that. I, you know, I mean, that's going to be a fun event. And, you know, anytime you give Chris Peterson almost a month to prepare, uh, you know, in a bowl game, you know, they're going to be in good shape. And uh, again, you look at that matchup between Penn State's offense with, uh, Trace McSorley and Saquon Barkley and the tight end Gasecki and some of these other guys. And, you know that offense against Washington's defense is going to be one of the premier matchups in in the whole bowl season. I don't care if you're talking about playoffs or not. Um, that's going to be really really fun to watch. So uh, yeah, it's not going to be just a great environment in terms of you know the, the weather should be great in Phoenix. Phoenix is always a fun place to go travel to. Um, not going to be cheap. But uh, it's going to be fun to travel to, and it's going to be fun to get out and get some sun. But uh, the game itself should be really, really good. Like I was saying, Pre- out, uh, it's been 35 years almost since Penn State and Washington have even played. Last game was the 83 Aloha Bowl, and Penn State won that game 13-10. to um, Could you see a 13-10 to scoreline? I, I think it could be close to 13-10. Oh, I mean, it's just, I can see anything. I I can see a high scoring game. I can see a low scoring game. Uh, you know, I, I can see a lot of different things. Um, you know, the thing about this bowl game is the time. I mean, this is going to be, I think they've got the, um, 
Yeah, I mean, the Orange Bowl. Yeah, I mean, Washington's going to have that time slot to themselves. Yeah, it's, it's, going the, it's the only day game that day. Yeah, yeah, you know, so they'll be the only game on. So what day of the week is that? Is that on a, a Saturday. Saturday or Saturday? Yeah, yeah, you know, and the game before that is going to be Memphis, Tennessee. And then four hours later is the Orange Bowl with Miami and Wisconsin. So prime time, big TV, Big audience, great exposure, uh, you know, great for recruiting because, you know, people aren't really going to have a choice. If they want to watch college football, that's the game. And it's in a great – it's at a great time too. Uh, I'm kind of surprised it's not Friday at a a night game, by the way. But, uh, yeah, 2 o'clock start uh, back in Phoenix. That's It's 2 o'clock, isn't it? It, It'll be 2 o'clock their time. It'll be 1 o'clock Seattle time. Yeah. No, it's going to uh, – I'm getting texts just – can I go to Phoenix with you? Can I be your assistant? But um, uh, yeah, and just by the way, I scheduled airfare yesterday to San Antonio. I scheduled airfare to Dallas, which and then uh, when I got the inkling of the Fiesta Bowl, I scheduled airfare to Phoenix, which meant I probably thought, okay, that means we're going to San Diego. So uh, canceled uh, San Antonio, canceled Dallas. Both those were 900 bucks a piece round trip. Uh, airfare to Phoenix uh, on Southwest was um, 800 So uh, not cheap to fly down there, but it'll be interesting because there's a lot of alumni there and a lot of people will travel from Southern Cal as well. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, having it on the West Coast, I mean, this could this is essentially the best-case co- uh, best scenario in terms of playing in a very high-profile game and still having it relatively, uh, you know, on the West Coast, essentially. I mean – you know, everyone would would have loved to have gone to San Diego too, but um, that would have meant a lower bowl holiday. You know, bowl doesn't have the prestige as some of these other bowls do. So uh, Fiesta Bowl will be great because it not only gives you that prime time slot that we were talking about, and it's, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on it. It's going to be great for recruiting. Arizona is starting to pick up. You've got guys yeah. like Mateo Mele, who's a 2018 commit already there. Dominique Hampton is already down there. And you've got guys like Byron Murphy, who missed the ASU game, who will be ready to go for that game. Can't, so excited for a guy like Byron Murphy to get down there and play again in, in the desert. So, so many good storylines to follow, and it's going to be a lot of fun to cover. Yeah. Any last-minute thoughts, Chris? No, I think I pretty much covered it. I think, uh, you know, going into last night, especially the way the games went, especially with the way TCU lost, uh, really felt that Washington was going to jump ahead of them. So I really did feel like a New Year's Six game was in the offing but I really did feel like it would, they were going to be playing in Dallas. I, I really thought it was going to be Penn State in, in Washington and it was going to be in Dallas, but to have yeah. it move to, to Glendale, to the Phoenix area, is even better for Washington. So I think it uh, turned out to be really, really good news for the Huskies. Yeah, you know, and um, it's, I, I think it's going to be a great game. I'm excited. Uh, when was the last time Washington played Penn State? Well, as I just said, it's 1983, out, the Aloha Bowl. They lost 13-10. Yeah. to 10. yeah. And then before that, it was 19-21. Yeah. No. And that's a series that I'd like to see uh, continued. I'd love to, uh, love to, you know, have a home-and-home home with Penn State. Oh, know, yeah. Every, every, every year when we ask fans and, and we go on the boards and we talk to people about who would you, who would you like to see Jen Cohen schedule uh, for a home-and-home, home, you know, teams like Penn State come up all the time. The Auburn game – Next year, that's a series. Auburn home and home is a series that I know people would have loved to have seen. Clemson, you know, there's all these high profile names, but Penn State's certainly a name that's come up many, many, many times over the years. 
Well, hopefully, Jen Cohen, I'm sure she'll have a chance to meet with the athletic director at Penn State and talk, and boy, maybe they can work something out. That would be awesome. Well, so, every time I um, see Penn State on TV that with the whiteout and all that stuff, it looks Happy Valley looks amazing, so I think that would be a heck of a trip. Yeah. Uh, Coach Peterson and uh, some select players will be available to us a little bit later this afternoon. We have basketball uh, tonight as well. Uh, a lot of stuff going on with recruiting, big recruiting weekend next weekend, so Stay tuned to us here at dogman.com, and uh, we will have all of your latest. And if you want those daily updates and breaking news in your inbox, huskystadium at gmail.com, subject line newsletter. We will get you hooked up. For all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Chris Fetters. Go dogs.